you've got uh Caleb who's not giving you he's not giving you picks, but he gets those uh five balls and Hawkeyes a watch. And that's brought to you today by our friends at Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. It's on off the hooksports.com. Five balls and hawkeyes to watch. Now, this list would have been much different if it came out on Monday instead of a Friday, because I'm imagining that Nico is on the five balls to watch list that's uh, on 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 off the sports right now. Yeah, that's that, that. I don't think I need to leave anybody in suspense. That's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> so yes, Nico is absolutely on it. Uh, if you um, are we diving into that now? Because yeah, we can go through it all. But yes, it's I, I'm not going to hide the fact that Nico Iamaliava is on the well, list. Let's do this first because we knew Nico would be on it. So let me get your Hawkeyes to watch because then we can I kind of fill in the blanks with your uh, balls to watch because uh, obviously our uh, listenership is going to be much more well educated on that. As I remind you that. Portions of the program are brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. I had my LASIK surgery there. No cataracts. They took care of me. You'll absolutely love it. Local vision protection right there in the Knoxville area. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. CCTIs.com. CCTIs.com. So who are the five names that I need to know that are on Iowa's roster so I can sit down with my buddies and look pretty smart because... I don't know about you, but I haven't seen a lot of Iowa this year. So uh, just to give you guys a quick breakdown of them, Iowa has a backup quarterback in Deacon Hill. Mm-hmm. Their top go-to receiver was a tight end in Eric Gall, by the way. He had 299 receiving yards this year, but he's been out and he's been out since week eight and he's still their top receiver. So he's out. And so there's nobody on offense to watch for. Just don't even look at the offense. Okay, so number five, believe it or not, is the nation's all-time career leader in punt yards, Dave, Tory Taylor. Yes. Yes. And Iowa wins with I, – I, I, w- I was hesitant on this because I don't think for Heupel's offense, field position matters. But for Iowa to score, field position does matter. So their punter is on there. Uh, and, and I believe he can, uh, and he knows the, the Tennessee guy too, the Tennessee punter. They're like buddies. And I believe he can, he's uh, um, uh, am- ambidextrous there which means he can breathe underwater and above water. <laughs> that means he can run both ways. Uh, all right, so... That, that told me. But I, do, I I think that he can kick with both feet. I think that's going to be commonplace. I think Tennessee's on the front end of it where you'll look back and say, oh, he could kick with two feet. No big deal. I think yeah, that's the way it's going to be. A while. And y'all know how much I despise punting in football, so how much I devalue punters. But I've said for a while that if you're going to go for punters, I don't understand why colleges for the longest haven't gone to South America or Australia or like some rugby league and just like say, hey, want a scholarship to go to college in the States and giving it to them there. I just never understood why they haven't done that yet. You, and, you know what the, you know what the uh, skateboarding kids call you if you're left footed instead of right footed? You know what it is, right? What? Wanky. Oh. That's what the kids call you because you're off center. Okay. All right. Now, I, 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 uh, <laughs> so we need to keep an eye on that okay. is going to be a factor from Iowa. So funny enough, special teams, uh, Cooper DeJean would have been the top player, but he's out. So he's not playing. So everybody else is on defense. So Jay Higgins is the linebacker. He's the leader in tackles and everything like that. Nick Jackson deserves a shout out as the other linebacker, but Jay Higgins is the guy that makes it all go. Edge rushers, uh, Deontay Craig, Ethan Herkett are both valuable, but Joe Evans is the most important edge rusher. He's got, 
nine and a half tackles for a loss, five and a half sacks. Now, no defensive backs are important because I think what Iowa does, Dave, they play a four, two, five, and they just drop every defensive back back. And they're like, just don't let everything be in front of you. There's no real value to them. However, they have a position in the four, two, five called the cash position, which is a hybrid linebacker slash defensive back. And that guy is Sebastian Castro. And he leads the team in interceptions with three. He's got a defensive touchdown, 61 tackles, 41 solo, eight tackles for a loss, a sack, and eight pass breakups. So he really does do everything. And then uh, up front, this is where Tennessee is really going to be tested because, as we know, they like to run the ball. And how can they run it in the interior? It's going to be Iowa's interior defensive line. Yaya Black and Logan Lee, the two defensive tackles. I've got Black on there at number one, but you could really interchange them. They're, they're really kind of a duo. Black is the bigger star to a certain degree. I think he has more NFL potential. But I think, again, he's the, the just watch out for the defensive tackles in general. Without Javante Spragans in particular, how will Cooper Mays handle them is a big question. Well, and the, the other question when we, we get into the box is I'm going to ask you, and you start telling me about their uh, linebackers, uh, their their ability to cover. Uh, they're going to be able to do that against uh, – there's not a blazer on the team in uh, Jacob Warren or McAllen Castles, but there's a couple of very good route runners and guys that can beat you um, with, with their athletic ability if you allow them to. So – uh, your thoughts on the the, the second level pa uh, pass coverage from the Olagas. So Iowa's philosophy is they play a four-two-five and they stop the run and they play very soft in the secondary. And here's what they believe. And I know this because I'm a Titans fan and the Titans actually played this for a while. They leave the three to eight yard routes wide open over the middle. They let you have them. Their belief is that if you have to go down the field with three to eight yard routes, eventually you'll get impatient and make a mistake if you have to run that many plays. Um, sure. it's the, right. It's the old, and you know, this Dave, it's what you told me. It was basically was John Chavis philosophy against Spurrier. Wasn't it? In the end, it was, if we make Spurrier work the field, he's going to get impatient at some point and make a mistake. And no, that's, I mean, that's exactly what he did. I mean, that's, that's what happened. Um, when it seemed like Spurrier, uh, maybe was losing a step. I thought that it was John Chavis and some other defense coordinators that, um, lightened up on him a little bit in that they um they just took away what they did really well and made them nickel and dime moment and i think that's a i think it's a big part of the reason that steve Spurrier retired early yeah i i think from florida you're right and then he went to south carolina and to his credit he totally changed up his philosophy at south carolina but you're right he wasn't the same sec dominant coach at the time and so i think that's iowa's philosophy now i will say this and before we get to tennessee I know what we've been critical. I know what well, you have. I, I know you've been critical in certain elements of Josh Heupel's play calling. I've never seen him get impatient though. Have you like, I've never seen him get impatient. He's like, if you make me, if you make me work the middle of the field then I'll work the middle of the field, that's fine. Uh, I thought Florida, he got flustered. I really, I thought he stuck to the run in Florida in the second half the whole time. I didn't see. Him uh, too yeah. I just, Florida. I just I th thought he got flustered because he didn't have Cooper. I think he got, I think he got flustered, but, you're not different on this because you're you like your analytics, but I think when you punt on your own end and you have the lead, that to me is you're saying to yourself, they're better, so they're going to come back. So I got they make were better. <laughs> I mean, Agreed. that's what I, no, he was right. So I think he was trying to make something happen. So whether you define that as flustered or the right move, either way, then 
Um, it was out of character, I would say that. Do you think that, see, again, Iowa would have to score enough to get the game out of hand like Florida did. I don't think he's going to get flustered against Iowa. I think Josh Heupel seems, didn't Clemson leave the middle of the field open all last year? And Heupel was like, fine, I'll take the middle of the field the whole time. Well, and it's funny too, is, is I'm the one that said uh, flustered, but really it's not. I mean, if you're outscoring somebody by that many points, then they're the ones getting flustered. So I think it just depends on how the game's shaken out. I think uh, you don't want to, you don't want to have the score run up on you because the game is moving fast. But by the same token, I think sometimes that uh, some teams get a little frustrated by Tennessee slowing the tempo and that they want to get everybody to the line. Portions of the program brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. What about the Fire Opals, a Tennessee tradition? RickTerryJewelry.com. RickTerryJewelry.com. 